Hello, welcome to Straight to the Point and Completely Off Topic with David Dunbar. Today we've got a real special guest for you. The writer of Suzanne of the Perfect Murder, Baby Food, Mute, and Deadlift. I am reading the wrong IMDb page. Give it up for Kyle Dunbar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <sighs> we have one very Crowd enthusiastic wild. Oh, I was trying to sound like many. Yeah, I guess yeah. I didn't do good. We'll have to edit that in post. Mom, put that together. Make that work. Probably good, right? If like we yeah. wanted to. If yeah, we if we wanted to listen to me, if we gave a fuck about this podcast, we could do a bunch of audio. I'm sure there's free audio files, places of crowds. You probably even just you know what? It could give us an excuse to go to a game and we could just record the audio. That would be free, wouldn't it? Or is that yeah. illegal? Would that I, be illegal? I mean, it, it depends. Is Michigan a one-party consent state? Uh, 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 yep. <laughs> oh, another thing. I don't know. This is the first episode of basically our season two, so that's pretty exciting. Oh, it is too, isn't it? Like, we took a little hiatus. Oh, yeah. We've, we've taken a break. We forgot that the podcast existed for a few uh, months, I think. Well, maybe you did. I I still had an idea. <laughs> I woke up every day feeling like I should be doing something more. <laughs> like, you know, like, wow, that's really going to strangle your whole, uh, you were having fun there. I guess that's probably over with. Trying to kill it. Long pause. Hiatus. You hear that? Was that paper? We can uh, yeah, I believe out. it was paper. Mom's getting to be a genius with this stuff. She's able to make me sound smart sometimes. Almost. Almost. Okay. What are you have you been listening? How do you know? You you don't listen to the post, do you? Uh yeah, I do. Occasionally. You so, never sound smart. <laughs> well, great. All right. So much for my ego. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Nothing like family, you know, all the good stuff. What? No hate um, like the love of a family member. Yes. And and really the only reason I have you in on this is because I fucked up already. Oh. Yeah, I don't know that you, you can offer much, but I'm sure there's always something you offer, right? But this is a I want to talk about relationships. And and that uh, by that, you know, um really I made a, a post or a podcast by myself and I thought it would be best <clears throat> to make it as short as possible. And so I, I taught people how to get back with their ex in like seven minutes. I was aiming for five. It took me like seven cuts to do. It started out like 22 minutes long. And I told your mom about my accomplishment of getting it real concise and down to the point. And she said, nobody listens to you for that shit, Kyle. Yeah. I mean, like they don't. What, what do you think the point of the podcast is? It's in the title. You shouldn't be on the point. I'm guessing. I don't know. Just just proving how sometimes ill-suited for things I am, but how happily ill-suited, too, because, you know, why do everything right? Sounds like a lot of work. So yes? what is what are your thoughts on relationships? No. Well, I did a podcast to help people get back with their exes. 
but when really going through that, a lot of that podcast is is how not to be a douchebag and have your ex leave you too, or ex become your ex, your current become your ex, right? Yeah, the best way to get back with your ex is to not have to get back with your ex. Yeah, yeah, that's just like fighting, right? The best way to take a punch is to not get punched. Yeah. Um, or, or the best way to avoid getting punched is to not be there when the punch goes by. Oh, what else is there? With, with stupid why, why well anyways also i was going to say relationships uh in general though are off often also like uh you know significant other relationships so i i think maybe there's more than one thing to talk about there when it comes to relationships right yeah there's quite a few things so what where should i start uh wherever you want to start yeah, I thought that was a funny question because I was kind of leading this dance already, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, what I started with um, was to I- imagining that somebody broke up with their ex and how they would get back. And mostly it was coming from a male standpoint because because uh, I'm a dude. And because at one point when you were a little baby, your mom was done with me. And uh, she was quite sure that we were just going to go our separate ways and try to join parent and uh, I wasn't too hip with that and I was so not hip with that that I had to study our relationship and see where I really fucked up and then I had the hard work of one changing myself so I wouldn't fuck up like that again and reprioritizing things and then also I had to do that even harder work of convincing her your mother that I could be this different person or that I was does that make any sense? Yeah. What you eating it, some food or something? People that you've changed. That's the hardest part. I mean, it may be the hardest part because, yeah, that's and in a relationship when you're trying to get back back with your ex, I was lucky to stumble across some early YouTube stuff from somebody's name that I can't even remember. I'd love to give them credit. I can't find any course on it anymore. I don't know what they demonetize them. I mean, this was early, early YouTube. So like when you were one and a guy gave the best advice ever, if you're breaking up and you want to get back with your ex, stop talking to them. That's number one, like concrete. Number one, that's not like that's number four or five or six. You can do these other ones first. You have to, the very first thing you do, if you're listening to this and you've recently broken up with somebody and you want to get back with them, you need to stop talking to them. And that includes your thumbs because those thumbs will kill you. They're worse than your mouth and your mouth's been pretty bad. So we got to straighten up a lot about ourselves before we can even approach this person. And we really need to figure out where we went wrong, what we did and fix it. There's, There's an interesting thing here that you always hear me talk about. If you are not the problem, you cannot be the solution. You know what? I'm not going to disagree with you because you're correct in this context. <laughs> well, a lot of times you like to disagree. I only said it so that you would disagree with me. Come on, brother. Like, we're wasting time here, isn't that? What- hey. Mom said, make it longer. She said, I'd like to hear you pontificate about stupid things. And I'd like to hear your son put you in your place. So put me in my place. I'm pontificating. I mean, like, I can't find a fault in any of your logic so far. Say something stupid, then I can insult you. 
You're really good at it. I don't know what's taking you so long. Okay. All right. Thank you. So moving on. Number one, stop talking to him. No text message. No nothing. Number two, start to identify what went wrong. And generally in a relationship, I think this gets missed. Usually, especially at the beginning of a relationship, you don't realize what's kind of going on but you're forming a contract, an exception of terms. You know, I agree with that. This is how you can behave. And this is how I can behave. And then stepping outside of those dying lines, you know, there's little cues in this or that, but it's not usually like a concrete, like I said, no, sometimes there are a lot of people will say like, well, number one lies. I hate getting lied to, you know, and certainly if you're lying to somebody in your relationship, then you might as well break up with them. Really? Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I mean, like, I guess, like, it depends on what you're lying about, really. If you're lying about stupid shit, there's no reason to break up over that. But if you're lying about serious shit, break up. Well, why are you lying about stupid shit? Because you're fucking embarrassed. You don't want to look like a loser in front of the person you love. There you go. But now you're also limiting your ability to let them show you mercy. Right. And uh, and and be truly loving. And, and so you're not really getting the most out of this relationship. It's it's got little lies in it that are based on you not being able to be open with that person. Mm. I believe also those little lies will just foster into a big lie. If you get good at telling little lies, and having little lies with your mate. You're going to be pretty decent at having big ones, too. Right. And it certainly seems easier, slipperier slope to just slide on down. No, it it does. Okay, that's my belief. So I I think if you have a relationship based on like, I guess this this rules of like not talking to your uh, girlfriend and, and well, all the steps that it takes to get back with your ex. Many of these things may just be you finding out that your ex was not suited for you. That's like the weird little, I don't know, is it a genie curse? The catch 22, I guess they call uh, it. Yeah, I'd say that's a bit of a genie's wish, you know? Yeah, so like as you become more evident or, or, or uh, knowing of what you want in a relationship, what you get in a relationship, I maybe more say, and um, and who, you, what you had, maybe you find out that what you had isn't worth chasing. So anyways, number one, you stop talking, stop texting. Number two, really do some introspection. Make yourself a better person. When you talk to this, this significant other again, by this time, excuse me, I have to burp. Terrible. All right. So Candy, edit that out. You think that works every time? Can I, like I need here, actually 30 seconds. Bam. Now I forget what I was talking about. <laughs> no, before you <laughs> of waiting for no reason. Yeah, um, you know. All right. So so anyways, no, the reason you don't talk to this person uh during this time is so you don't make any of the you know, you don't want to dig the hole any deeper. So when you also see this person again, it's going to be important that you do not look like the same person, especially for females. Females have a harder time. Harder. That's that's not the right word. 
Females are blessed with the ability to both think with their emotional side and their logical side at the same time as where men are not blessed with that ability. However, there's also problems with that. In this case, I guess it's not a problem for the woman so much, but for the man it is because even though that person might have changed, if he does not look different, the woman will have 50% of her emotion side attached to that image and nothing that dude can say will ever be right. It will all be taken from the wrong context. Like, uh, like I don't know, Dave Chappelle out of LGBTQ community uh, parade doing comedy? No? Yeah. Or Probably. Joe Rogan. Or, you know, it's always going to be taken from the wrong standpoint. How about that? Ricky Gervais at a transgender pride parade doing comedy. No one's going to laugh. Yeah. Just Nobody's- like that. That's who you become if you haven't changed your physical appearance. And so, and and also, you know, physicality, you know, exercise, meditation, these things have a result, even if there's like minute, right? They have a result on the way you stand, the way you present yourself, even in your eyes. And these are changes that you should also be striving for. So I I suggest, of course, you start an exercise routine a meditation routine, a yoga routine. And you be you go out to the store and you buy yourself a new jacket, a new set of sunglasses, get your hair cut slightly different or a lot different, grow out some facial hair. Don't don't look like a douchebag. Try a new scent. That's very important too is the olfactory sense or the nose is very closely related to emotion. And if you've created a lot of emotion, inside this relationship while you were smelling a certain way, then you're going to have a harder time overcoming that. Um, yeah. Get um, a very, very fancy cologne. Become Jeremy fragrance. Become Jeremy fragrance. Yeah. Ooh, it smells like a pizza. So fresh pizza. I love, I have sex with pizza. <laughs> yeah. That one. Jeremy fragrance or, uh, you know, I have a friend who always wears perfume and no cologne. And he's, I think he's hetero. <laughs> Flip shades, you hetero. <laughs> you better be hetero, brother. Um, I guess I, I guess it doesn't better be it, but uh, only for the, for this conversation, because I was going to be surprised. Because maybe if he isn't, then, then I wouldn't be. Anyways, what I'm saying is wear some perfume if you need to. <laughs> Women like perfume. So find a perfume that you're like, yeah, I like that perfume. Yeah, because that's yeah, way different that, than cologne. It's actually not particular. It, it's just like a spray that has a smell. It's not really yeah. that different. Well, it is in the marketing campaign. You know, we're all sheep, so we need to be told whether or not we can enjoy this or not. I mean, that's what gender is anyway. It's just a bunch of people being sheep. So yeah, I, th- I find it so funny. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah. Gender is just just the you know expectations of society on you because of certain traits that are evident to the eye, you know. So but whatever, it also gets me in trouble sometimes. So I didn't know if I just fucking pissed off the whole world. That just when I, when I didn't know if uh, flip shades, he mostly dates girls. I think he always dates girls. Is this we should probably cut all this out. Because my, you know, ignorance about the subject doesn't 
Yeah, you don't. Help, even, you I'm don't not even bringing any buddy's sexuality. Going crazy. I only know that he. I found out this weekend that he wears perfume because girls like it. Mm-hmm. And I've heard this before too. Um, you know that it's a better idea actually if you're trying to pick up chicks. Did I say that? Yeah, I can say chicks, right? Is that still a thing? I, I think. I think. Uh, chicks has been replaced with bitches and hoes. Oh. Are you saying it's also synonymous? Because that would make me think I should not say it then. <laughs> uh, I mean, whatever you want to do. Really, you're usually supposed to be there as my watchdog so that I don't, you know, step in social social faux pas. Hey, man, First Amendment, say whatever the fuck you want to say. If you turn into an alpha male podcast, bro, that's your own business. Bro, I get, hey, there's some money in it. There is quite a bit of money in being an alpha male content, bro. But but here's bro, bro, bro. Check it out though. Here's the problem. Okay, yeah. no fucking idea how to be an alpha male or a beta or or do I have a desire to find out? Because I also imagine that all of those things are based off of society's perceptions of those very things and not my own experiences. So then it makes me think that even if I am a alpha male uh, podcaster, then I am still a fucking sheep in around louder than others. Yeah. It, my The best way to become an alpha male uh, content, bro, mm-hmm. is to... Get a really inflated sense of ego, which I think you're already there. I'm partially there. But my my overinflated sense of ego is yeah. based almost 98% off of how much humility I have. I don't know if that's that doesn't make any sense. Well, not to you. You're probably ego-driven, but somebody that has as little humility as I do. Is that opposite? Has so much humility as me, it makes perfect sense. And those listening at home, they will understand if they're like me as well. If they're high value men like you, they'll understand. Yeah, if they're high value alphas like me, they 100% get it. <laughs> yeah, um, I should die a high value male. Moving on. When there's a perfectly good high value man for me. Right. Is it, um, you know, I love the idea of sheep, I guess, because we're all kind of sheep and we have to accept it. And I guess I need to stop thinking about the sheep. But every time I think, or I, I see these shirts still that say lions, not sheep. And I think there is so much weird or different or interesting about that message, the company, the fact that they got sued, what, eight to $10 million for taking made in China tags off placing them with USA tags and that makes me kind of feel like they just knew how to bleed or fleece as it were the sheep better than others they found illegal means and irreputable and dishonorable means to fleece the sheep but yet we still see these shirts going around that say lions not sheep and and I imagine it's because it's based off the sentiment but then I'm sorry to pontificate further But when it's based off the sentiment, of course, I still find huge flaw with the idea that um, anybody should be a lion in and around sheep. Like if that's your two choices, 
and you're an American patriot, then you're kind of saying you're preying on the sheep, right? Like you're yeah. also you're also saying that the sheep are there for food. And so as they get consumed, it seems like it matters not to the lion. You know, there's so many things that just in the analogy, I get the bravado and the hubris that's all associated and that makes sense. But anytime those things are associated because of my immense ego about being so humility and having so much humility, I just, I back away from it. And, and I have, I think maybe how about this one? Shepherds. train. Oh, awesome. The reason we moved, the reason we moved here, let's edit this. Up. Remind me shepherds, not sheep. That's where I'm going with this one. Hey, uh, mom, grab the frequency of that train and just cut it out. Cut it out like a full house episode. Cut it out like season four, episode six, Ink Master. It wasn't five. <laughs> cut it out, never to be seen cut again. Cut it out. Do you remember Full House? Family, family matter? I no, full, I full house. Full House. I watched Fuller House a bit, but. Well, Full House had the Canadian comedian extraordinaire, Dave Coulier. And Dave Coulier, he once dated Alanis Morissette. And that's where he came up with his very famous punchline for the show or tagline or whatever they call that. You know, the cheesy line they have, which that's was crazy. cut it out. Yeah, because because she got pregnant at one point. And that's why she wrote Jagged Little Pill, because it was about the abortion that she got from his baby. And you know what he said? Cut it out. Wow. Is that crazy? That's all made up. I have no I do know they did date. (laughs) (laughs) And the song Jagged Little Pill, isn't that I'm here to remind you of the mess you left when you went away. Yeah, like I already knew. I didn't forget. That's why I went. It's not fair to remind me of the price I paid that you gave to me. That sounds like an abortion. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. So, and they dated. I don't know what the time frame was. (laughs) They dated. But she used to be like a pop singer before she was ever the edgy alternative singer and far before she ever played God in the movie dogma. I've never watched dogma. Did no, did not know that anyone is. I think we made you, but you were probably pretty young. Don't you remember the shit demon that got killed with the blessed holy driver golf club? No, I don't (laughs) No, It, It had George Carlin as a priest who brought up buddy Jesus. These are not things that, you know, no, I know what Buddy Jesus is, but I don't know. All right. Well, we got some homework, brother. You got to get you got to get up on your Kevin Smith. We'll have Mark Smith, our assistant, download some Kevin Smith, and then we'll get done listening to some. Wait, who's the cure? Robert Smith. <laughs> yes. He may be even early Robert Smith when he was in the band, the Smiths. I don't know if that's true. I think it is, though. I don't know enough to care, though. Hey, let me tell you this. Um, Shepherds, not sheep. That's what I'm thinking. You hear me? Shepherds, not sheep. Or shepherds, not lions. But I don't know. I don't have the shush in it, you know. 
Like I like alliterations. But either way, I ain't making t-shirts. Fuck that shit. Hey, we're saving relationships, brother. How do we get back to that? Because I'm not making no alpha male content, okay? You're not putting me in this stereotypical genderized societal's idea of what I got to do and say so I can sell coffee to my patrons. By the way, guys, um, lock, stock, and barrel coffee. Mmm, delicious. Let me talk about that for two minutes. Wait, we've got a sponsor now or something? No, I'm making all that shit up. Uh, I got a friend who uh, has an awesome podcast. I love listening to. And Candy explained. I was like, how many coffees do these guys drink? Um, <laughs> talking about uh, tattoo guardians. And I don't. She's explaining the coffee system with me. And I, I just like, how is it possible? Like so many people would be buying you coffee. You would be like, OK, I'm done coffee. Like I would. You know, I would have to freebase coffee or something like just espressos. I don't know. I would die. I love coffee too. But so she was explaining it's not really coffee so much as it is something else. It maybe it's a button or something. I don't know. We're trying to figure out something to to monetize this so that I have the desire to make it better. Because right now I love how silly and, and gorilla style it is. I can just grab my son and say, Hey, after we get done on the paddle boards, we're gonna go and talk about relationships. Yeah, I, I wish I would prepared something more, actually, because I don't know what how to bring us back to the subject. Or well, I could do it anytime. I just kind of did. I said relationships. See, we're back there. So anyways, after a long amount of time of not texting this person, not communicating this person, I'm going to put a date, six weeks. So as soon as you stop moving your thumbs to text that and, and digging the hole deeper, as soon as you stop trying to tell them what they did wrong in the relationship and recognize that it's you're the problem, if you want to be the solution and the only way to be, so you have to be the problem. So anyways, moving on, you have to be the problem so you can find the solution. Now search. Once you find it, now you can go back to that person. We'll talk more about that in a minute because that's, that's difficult, but now you're going to text them and you're going to ask them for a date. And it's not going to be that weird for you to, to go out on a date. You're going to go on a very simple coffee date. Now, that's if you can get them to go out with you. There's a good chance they say no. And in which case you have to prepare an apology via text message. So we're going to have to go over apologies too and how they go. Do you know how an apology goes, David? Uh, yeah, it, you apologize. What do you do? You say, I'm sorry? Well, you can or you can apologize more specifically by bringing up the things you did wrong and apologizing for each of those. Yeah, but that just makes you a sorry sack of shit, right? And no one wants to even listen to this. Like, what did we explain? Remember yesterday we were talking about weakness and how, how it's perceived and people don't like it. Even if it makes them empathetic to that person, they don't like to see that weakness. They want to try and strengthen that person, even if it means by... Or they just want to get that person out of their sight. You know what I mean? So weakness is not the way to come back to anybody with an apology, believe it or not. So you're not wrong because you definitely need to list what you did wrong. But you have to talk about how that made the person feel. That's the most important part of an apology is you say, I believe I have fucked up in many ways and I don't like to be too direct. Because they're often, because I may know what it is, 
but I may not have it from the perspective of the person I'm apologizing to. And I need their input to truly apologize because my true apology ends with me having a change to myself so that it won't occur again. So if I don't learn what I've done wrong, I won't be able to make that change correctly. But I say, I believe I've done many things wrong that hurt this relationship that I value. And that's important. We need to value this relationship and we need to be able to show value to it. I imagine that me doing A would make you feel B and maybe even C and D. And when you would feel that way, you would also feel undervalued. I'm going to keep using that word value um, because a relationship is about appreciation and showing appreciation to another person. If you never think about another person throughout your day to day, and you just see them and bone at night or something, that's really not a relationship. It can be easily. Other than boning at night. What's that? You're, you're just like, uh, and that's not even enough to quite qualify you as friends with benefits or just. Yeah. Like fuck buddies or some shit. Not even that. Roommates with an arrangement. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's almost an alliteration because the arrangement, a roommate with an arrangement. Anyways, moving on. I see what I'm saying is Eminem could rhyme that right. That's what I was saying. But um, at any rate, yes. Uh, So, so in a relationship, uh, it is, if you want, people to be happy they have to show appreciation typically a man feels appreciated um, when he feels strong desirable and needed that's why we like tools because that's a man with his ability with a tool gives him a necessity Uh and that makes him feel needed and if he feels needed he can wake up in the morning He, he won't you know drink a glass of cyanide whatever it takes nowadays to kill yourself. He'll wake up and go on because he's needed. It's about as easy as it always has been. Okay. I'm getting off topic. We'll probably edit that out too. Am I I talking about making mom's job way too hard? She could probably leave 100% of this in, even the train. Yeah. I don't know if she could leave in this helicopter. What's that, a diesel outside now? I think that might be a lawnmower. Perfect time to do a podcast at the park. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the park, is it? This is the shores. Sounds ritzier. Our little lake house. Anyways, at the lake house, doing the podcast, helping the people. They're getting the information. They're figuring out that they got to stop talking, that they got to change their appearance and themselves. They have to figure out what the fuck they did wrong. Um, I'm going to let's stick on that for a minute, because actually I went ahead. I'm skipping back. I'm skipping back. okay? because we started this apology. Oh, shit. Let me tie up the policy. Good Lord, Kyle. After you explain that um, you can imagine that you've made them feel these ways, you open the floor for them to tell you how they how you did make them feel. And you get ready. You got to be ready because there's a lot of hurt associated with what you did, possibly. And they might resort to some personal attacks and you can take a couple of them, but you're going to have to be prepared to de-escalate a personal attack. The best way is to point out that it is a personal attack and that in the interest of apologizing, 
you don't want to get into too much blame because you're ready to accept the blame. You know, you don't want to get into a fight of how that makes people because you know that you're better than that and that you aspire to be everything, you know, that's good for this person. Also, you're going to say that this relationship values you, you value it so much that by hurting any part of this relationship, specifically them in this case, you've also hurt yourself. That's where the apology all comes together. It starts with how you made somebody, how you can imagine you made somebody feel. You give them the floor to express how they felt. You explain the value of this relationship to you. It could just be a business relationship, but that's valuable, right? It could just be a, a passerby, you know, who's preaching at you in the park or something like that. But that's still got a value. And you can apologize for certain parts of it, you know. I want you to have a happy day inside of the society. I don't want nobody to go throughout their, their life pissed off. So because you thought I wasn't listening to you as you walk past, now you're cursing me out. I want to apologize. And I want to say, I'm sorry about that. Actually, I thought you were talking to somebody else. But I value your, your spot in society. So I need you to know that going forward, I need crazy people preaching on the streets to make my day-to-day -day seem cool. Damn it. You know? <laughs> so now you can... Almost people having knife fights in alleyways. Well, I don't know. I'm not so happy about even having homeless people, but I guess the pre guy preaching Jesus in the park, I, was, I wasn't imagining that he was like fully clothed. Yeah, I, I thought he was probably dirty and, yep, he was homeless too. All right, so, <laughs> but moving on. Jeez, you're holding me back, man. I'm trying to help these people out. Brother, brother, that's just how, so that's how apology goes. Tie it up with the value of the relationship to you and an understanding that any further action that would hurt this person in this way would hurt you. And you know that now because of the amount of time that you've had to reflect on this. How have you felt in that time? You're apologizing because you feel like shit, right? Probably, mostly. Uh, yeah. All right. Going back now to appreciation. See that apology that we're going to have to try and wrap up. That might be in a text to get the date. You say for the purposes of apologizing to you. I want to catch up with you at coffee, possibly sometime or some public place where we could chat for a minute and I could just say, I'm sorry. Now, at some point, you may even want to say, I do have an intention. I'm trying to show you that I'm worthy of this relationship. You could put that in the text message, but it might be too forward. It might not be the right time. Remembering that you're dealing with people that, that need to get over an amount of hurt or an expectation of hurt that you've provided. You now have that just associated with your face. That's why we went and changed. We did all the plastic surgery. You know, that's why we're walking straighter. You know, that's why we're talking more courteous and we're being more courteous. That's why I now, got you with squip. That's why you got me with what? That's why I got you with squip. It's a What's reference this? to be more chill. It's a musical. It's basically what you're describing. Okay. And everybody would get it, right? I'd say quite a good chunk of the people listening understood that. <laughs> okay. I, you know, I'm like trying to be 80 years old. You know that, right? Like I'm trying to be like, oh, you know, yeah, the kids will do what the kids will do. Ha ha. I always change. Boys, uh -huh. Well, you know, just the, just an understanding that uh, any judgment that I have in the amount of anything matters nothing. 
so surprise and shock and outrage often could equal the same. So why express any of it? And also, like, imagine an 80-year-old person. Actually, it's happening to me now. I go through the checkout stand. I look at the tabloids. I know nobody. <laughs> you know, I guess I can't say that because they'll have like a Joe Rogan on or, you know, but there will be so many people that they'll be like, so-and-so does such-and-such. And I'll be like, no idea who that fucker is. No idea. Why would that even matter? I don't, you know. Fucking, uh, what's a good new actor? There are no good new actors. <laughs> You're true. welcome. Robert All right. Pattinson stabs babies. Boom. What? That's good. Oh, yeah. See, like, I do know Robert um, Pattinson, but there's just a lot of, especially music. You know, if, like, SNL has a, a guest on, I ain't got no clue who they are. Introducing the baby. Exactly. No idea. Is the the baby is a thing? Yeah, the baby is a real rapper. There you go. See, my knowledge of the baby was the nothing. Yeah, he did a collab with another rapper mm. who I was named Little Baby. The baby and Little Baby both were males. Yes. All right, on with full on pronouns was- too, or is that like pronoun of he? Yeah. Yes. And, okay, and hey, I don't you can't be mad about me asking anymore, right? No, <laughs> am I wrong? Uh, rap is a very uh, uh, homophobic, transphobic area. There's not a lot of queer. I rap. think you're showing. I think you're showing uh, either bigoted thinking or pluralistic ignorance. <clears throat> no, it's like the hip hop culture has not really moved past early '90s. Um. So, well. What about what what in the butt? That's a rap song. <laughs> I is it? Maybe not. I have heard rap songs. Um, Carl has a rap song about, uh, a, and it's by a young gangster fellow who extremely likes, uh, you know, his, uh, relations with men in his in his backside, <laughs> and he is. He's bottom. Got it. Whoa. He's so like, yeah. It, like, uh, yeah. Yeah, a lot. And, but at the same time, it's like got a catchy beat. He's got a, he's got a way with lyrics. Um, it's defensible. I guess well, it's, it's like defensible as art. So, and, and so, and then there's the little Nas, right? So I'm saying yeah, rap is a very accepting genre. Well, he's not a rapper, though. Isn't he pop? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry then. I don't know. But moving back to me being less than 80 years old and saving these people's relationships. David, this is going perfect, by the way. You are slowing me down exceptionally. Um, Doing a very one, good interrupting you. Thank you for that. Uh, so and getting back to fixing yourself, because remember, we, we kind of went jumped ahead to the like date part. All right. While you're fixing yourself, though, I, I, I didn't mention this. You're going to be dating. Yeah. Okay. Now, you're not going to be a douchebag and try to get laid, right? That's not helping you. Keep your eye on your intention. What you are trying to do is put yourself in a situation 
where you can exercise your newfound sensibilities. Does that make sense? Yeah, like you're just practicing a sense. Yes. We're not taking to a bunch of dinners. We're not going drunk at night to the bar. You're not getting your dick sucked. Yeah. Right. If you are, these are all things. Maybe that relationship isn't enough. You know, maybe that sight of that, that thought of the relationship, like maybe it wasn't good enough. Try out this new one. At the same time, if you meet somebody that engages with you and you're more excited about, again, maybe this relationship is better. And it isn't not worth checking out. You should possibly be, you guys have already split up. So you should possibly even be able to maintain a dating relationship with your ex and other people at the same time. A few things that you should know should not be having sex. You should try now. I mean, it shouldn't be like your first go-to. You should get to know these people emotionally because you're making a decision not based on sex. Yeah, you, what are you, you doing? You washing? You washing the, the car out there? What's what's going on? You filling up a? Mom is using the leaf blower now. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. She is doing the audio for the. Can you ask her to stop? Um, so that we can finish this. Yeah, I can. I can ask her to stop. Hey, mom. She cannot hear me. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Might need to go out and like wave her down. Um, we'll just ignore it is that possible she's doing it right by the window isn't she hey candy that frequency is really bad on these headphones (laughs) thought you were drilling teeth are you taking up dentistry you got dremel tools you're building jewelry okay Anyways, I have no idea what we were talking about. Something about not having sex. Oh, you're dating. You're practicing. Uh, you might even be scraping the bottom of the barrel for these dates, to be honest, too. You shouldn't feel too bad. Uh, you should set up the dates that you go on with an understanding that you've just gotten out of a relationship. And you're looking to have fun and just kind of hang out to be around people, right? Now there shouldn't be so many expectations if you don't call again or whatever. Uh-oh, COVID exposures. Um, Jesus, that needs to be edited out. I'm so lost now. Uh, Candy, I'm sorry, you're gonna have a hard job right here. Let's give a moment of silence for all the fucked up things that we just went through while recording this so that mom can also have an understanding of where the cuts could go. <gasps> didn't hear anything fucked up. Hello? Yeah, yeah, I was doing the moment of silence. Uh, yeah, so anyways, what, what have we missed so far about getting back with our ex? Um, I don't fucking know, I'm lost. Pretty much, I mean, by the time you're dating this person again, uh, you've gotten to the end of this, you know, because now you're working towards being a better person. There are small things that I'm going to suggest, but they go for all parts. So remember that as you're building your new relationship, you're building a contract. A lot of your problems 
in your past might have been because the parts of the contract were not vocalized. They weren't understood by both parties. Your mom and I were fighting one time, I recall, and she told me, or I said, what, is it my job to entertain you? And she told me, yes. And she fucked up because, bam, I was like, right on. All right. Comedian Kyle's coming out. Like, <laughs> everything's a fart joke. Here you go. Dad jokes, fart jokes. But no, I actually, honestly, after that point, I had a better understanding. Like, yes, it is. If your wife is bored, it is your job to keep her entertained. So entertain her. You know, that's what I figured out. And it's been awesome, actually, since then. Sometimes I think she regrets it a little bit. And sometimes I'm happy to go so far as to make her regret telling me that it was my job to entertain her. Because there'll be that moment when she's like begrudgingly chuckling is something that I've done or said, or maybe embarrassedly trying to distance herself from me at a mall. Or like yesterday when we were walking past the free Bible study girls and all their puritanical pride uh, that wouldn't talk to us. What was shit was that? We got a judgment. They must have known we were walking with God. They were like, this holy family here does not need our help. They were offering free Bible studies and they were talking to other white people. I'm a white people. Listen, white ladies. I don't know. Maybe they got they got scared by the tattoos. Maybe I think this. I think those little judgmental bitches were scared to have me in their heaven. Yeah, they didn't want to. Nope. But here's the thing. They didn't know about me and me and Jesus, me and Jesus. I'm pretty sure that's their guy. Me and him, we're real cool. He already told me, I got you. In heaven, people with tattoos are the boarded up windows. Like the equivalent. <laughs> was, was that, is gotta, that where the bums hang out or something? That lowers the property value. <laughs> and so, so she don't want to be my neighbor. Yeah. Well, she's <clears throat> not much. Does she know that I have a tattoo of the most famous neighbor in the world? Jesus. I do have a and tattoo of Jesus, don't I? But I, yeah, I was more talking about Mr. Rogers. I have a yeah. tattoo of Mr. Rogers and Jesus. I was going to say I have zero crosses, on, but I remember that I do have one cross, but my cross is better. I imagine when all Christians meet Jesus with their crosses tattooed on, him, he will be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. You know, you know? yeah, crosses. Oh, yeah. Everybody's dying to hang out on them. <laughs> I think. Right. But my cross, however, also has a very pissed off Jesus who has risen again and defeated that cross. The cross is behind him and he's alive and he's ready to take some fisticuffs up. Jesus is seen? back. And this time he's not crucifying around. <laughs> yeah. They crucify. Yeah. He's pissed off and got an attitude. He's all tattooed up, my Jesus. You know, I like that actually. You know, I got it as a very sacrilegious tattoo because of my very religious upbringing. And I got it kind of as like, a, I finally could be like, fuck you, mom, and your whole religion. But when I would see Jesus tattooed on my body and Jesus himself was tattooed, we also share the same nipple. I don't know. Is that weird? Um, he's got a big ass nipple. But it, no, uh, so when I would see Jesus. Normally, uh, he has a t he has a tumor. First Thank off, you. I have abnormally sized nipples. 
So, and then when Jesus and I shared a nipple and he is about, I don't know, one, one thirty second the size of a, you know, ratio of a human, his nipple now is 132 times bigger than it. Anyways. And then it's a bigger, so it's actually like 240, you know, I'm not good with numbers, but I'm telling you, my Jesus got a freaky tit. (laughs) And like scaled up, it looked like he had a dick on his nipple. (laughs) I've had people say your, your nipples look like small penises. Um, (laughs) Makes me very popular in all the gay clubs, but at any rate, um, moving right along, uh, I forget 100%. Why were we even talking about my nipple? Oh, Jesus, by seeing the sacrilegious tattoo or by seeing Jesus, I began to see myself. as Jesus, And I began to see that Jesus was not accepted by the large population. You know, it's easy to be a Christian these days. You know, I mean, like at least 50% of the nation is. I think it's like 62 to 65% of the nation identifies as Christian. And there's a lot of people ain't going to fuck with you about it, except for the goddamn militant atheists. Y'all should calm down. Okay. The thing about being atheists, just a heads up. Okay. The thing about not being a Christian is that you don't have to force your opinions down other people's throats. Right. The whole reason you hate Christians is because they force their opinions down. So, so atheists shut the fuck up. Okay. Just find your peace. Um, it's probably more you're you're more angry call up your parents when you start preaching to me about how i should hate jesus you know uh call your parents talk to them you know uh it, it, am i insulting enough uh i'd say you got a few more levels before you're quite there okay good i don't know that i'm not an atheist either i should also say but i hate myself accordingly for it for any thoughts that i might have like you know so moving on Fixing the relationship. Uh, I don't know how that parlayed into any part of fixing a relationship. So again, great job, David. This is taking forever. Um, as we date and we start our new contract, uh, we might realize that a lot of the problems we had in the past, that's why these two parts kind of go together with like fix yourself up part. And then now you're dating your established contract. A lot of the fucked up things you had before might've been because you weren't stating what was needed and expected in the contract. Certainly your mom was sitting at home bored while I was just loving killing kids online, playing video games, not worrying about a day until she was like, I'm fucking tired of this shit. And one way I found out was like, I started the fight. I wasn't feeling needed, strong or desired. Now, that's generally the way a man, that's the contract for a man. It's like, I get to feel needed. I get to feel strong. I get to feel desired. And those, one of those things goes wrong. You probably ain't appreciating your wife somewhere. Now, a woman generally feels appreciated by like straight up appreciation. A guy likes tools because it gives him an idea of importance. A woman likes, oftentimes, I'm not trying to speak for everyone, so please don't cancel me on this, but. Often women want to know that you're thinking about them. Cards, flowers. They don't need the big gestures a lot of times. They need a lot of little gestures, little love, love notes, um, a smack on the ass every time they go past. You know, that women just love that shit. Chicks dig that shit. Uh, that's why cat calling is so effective. That's yes. If you don't cat call your woman, then she's going to not 
appreciate you later on. You're not going to. Yes. Um, no, yeah, but yes. Also, you're not going to get your dick wet. <laughs> oh, uh, I, I don't know if we're having that conversation, I guess, David. But to an extent, yes. Listen, cat calling randomized girls. Yes, they don't feel safe. Okay. Cat calling your girl. That's like expected. It's kind of a necessity. Am I wrong? Yeah. Listen, it, I can be wrong. You guys write your relationship. You write the contract for your relationship. I would like to do this. It would make me feel good in the relationship. Like if your partner is not the person that's helping you achieve your goals, then that partner sucks. If your partner is in any way getting in the way of your goals, you're with the wrong fucking partner. So it also then needs to be expressed many times your goals. Now in Christianity, they say two Christians can do like more than one. I don't know what that means really, but I believe it. Uh, in the world, I believe when two people work together, uh, they can achieve far more. Like your mother really helps me out. I'm not good with a lot of aspects of things. Yeah, you're, you're kind of terrible at uh, everything. And at, at other times, I excel at very specific things that have a very high value. Yeah. So we're able to work those things out. And I also have an understanding now since, you know, that this takes a lot of work. And if I begin to take my wife for granted, then I know that I won't be feeling strong or desired real soon. Wait, so wait, wait, wait. I, granite? Uh, granted. Rock? No, granted. Like, it's mine. Like, uh, no, like no, no. You said there. granite. You said granite. Well, thanks for being the spelling police. I'm glad. What did it come up? Did it come it's across your, your predictive text that way? It's not, it's not <laughs> spelling when you're verbally saying it. Thanks for weighing me down in the mundane. I think we know what I'm saying, right? Okay. I got, I got your point. What you're saying is just don't say it. Cause we know what you're saying. All right, moving on. That's how, that's how you get back with your ex. That's how you improve yourself too. You look for the place that you were the problem that you weren't appreciating your woman. Here, let me give you some, some suggestions. You yelled at her in front of her friends, family, coworkers, or sometimes even worse, your own friends. You belittled her and made her feel less valuable in some public app place. Like that's really dumb in several levels. And like if you're yelling at your woman like she's worthless, then you look worthless. You have a worthless woman. Yeah. <laughs> Why That's would like, it's like spanking your kid in public in a mall? You're just making it uncomfortable for everyone involved. Yeah, I imagine sometimes, though, you know, I've been at a mall where I'm like, I get it. <laughs> I see you there with that kid. I appreciate what you're doing. And that's a that's a necessity. We've been watching him running around like that. Oh, you don't even know him, huh? Not your family member. Oh, there's a big altercation now. All right. Well, I'm going to get up my 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 tape, my little camera recorder here, and just see if I can hit World Star. Yes. All right. Well, I think we've done it. I, I mean, have we done it? Do we got more that we have to add? What do we got? We saved relationships, David. That's what we did. Uh, maybe somebody, maybe like one or two people will be able to take this advice. 
will have gained anything from listening to this. Why? Why not? I, I, I can imagine many more. Like one, we explained a relationship, the, the heart of every relationship. A man feels desired, strong um, and needed, and a woman feels appreciated. Bam. Once you know that, like you can fix everything. Well, sometimes the roles are reversed. Sometimes it's a mix of man and woman. Oh, my God. Wait, hang on. Mm-hmm. Woman, your girlfriend is always right. How the fuck do lesbians settle conflicts? Intense scissoring competition? <laughs> no. I, th- I think it looks like toe wrestling, but I they're just closer at the hips. <laughs> I think I, I'm a heterosexual male. The, the, that's my understanding of all lesbian conflict. So, of course, I'm allowed to say that. I, I get to be who I am. Why do I have to be so educated that I can't offend somebody? Like, people need to not be offended. It's what needs to happen. Yeah. Why can't I just be stupid? There you go. I let them be stupid. Or I will. I'm sure they will be stupid. All right. Show me the example where I've not let somebody be stupid. Uh, those times you yelled at me for forgetting the answers to small equations. What equation? Really? Like what in school? Yeah, in school. You've done that. Yeah. Well, all right. So just because you're right, (laughs) that makes you mad because you're you're a memorization man. Uh, am I? No, I'm just a mathematician. But I'm not good at math. Weird. Huh? Yeah. No, uh, I don't know. I, I remember being very bad at teaching you several times over. I've had to stop because I've been ruining my relationship because my expectations. Ooh, that's what we didn't talk about. Expectations. You know what right. kills relationships? Expectations. Yeah. And I expected that you would just learn this stuff and maybe even find a love for it. I imagined that because in the world of mathematics, everything has an absolute answer, or at least in young mathematics, that you would find the same peace in it that I found while I was a kid struggling with so many questions that didn't seem to have answers. I'm more of a philosophy kid, you know? I like the unanswerable questions. I understand that. Uh, uh, Something that's probably been come about because of your, um, see, we had a necessity. It felt like at times because so much seemed unanswered because our resources weren't being met sufficiently. And so all the time, anything that was about the future was always uh, up to a lot of, you know, like a lot of money type questions. And you, you little, rich bastard (laughs) you live in your little privileged life you get to be you know what that's an interesting theory right or thought because um i believe it was madison that said he studied war and politics so that his children could study civil engineering and and architecture so that their children could study uh poetry and art Interesting. Yes, one of our founding fathers, possibly one of the most influential in bringing about the Constitution, was 
who believed in a pussification of America as a lofty goal. Whoa. Huh? Yeah. Weird, huh? What do you think about that, huh? Huh? Weird. Yeah. I think it's not surprising for a founding father, but it's surprising for what conservatives think the founding fathers were like. Yeah, I think they fought a lot more than we than any conservative or uh, liberal would give them credit for. You know, I think they were both of of many a different um, mindset. Uh, we know it actually. They literally fought each other with guns, right? Was it Jackson and Burr? Didn't they try to kill each other? Yeah, it, it Jackson. Alan Burr killed Jackson. Oh, wait, wait. It wasn't Jackson then. No, it was Jefferson, right? Yeah, Jefferson. Jefferson. Did he did he really kill kill him? Yeah, the, Jefferson won the duel and it killed him. It killed him to win the duel. Burr that doesn't won. make much. Burr, Burr won the duel. Oh. I think you got your facts funny on that. Are you sure? I would Google, uh, but I can't. It would, I it would cut us sure. off. You know what? Far off the point, completely off topic, but more more to the point. Uh, we were talking about um, fixing relationships. How do we even get here? Track me back, walk me back. Uh, we, we were talking about expectations and relationships. And how expectations, yes, great expectations. Um, like the Orwell book, right? Yeah. No, the Dickens book. Ah, man, you're failing these little tests, man. You're not doing good on Jeopardy. All right, so moving along. <laughs> expectations is something I could imagine Orwell naming his book. That fucking hack. He wrote one good book and then it was just all downhill. What? Yeah. No, I, I refuse to uh, accept any of this. My favorite author. Of course, it's one of the only ones I've ever read. Um, not true, actually. But Orwell's my favorite author. You didn't like The Animal Farm? No. It. What it did is that it didn't it showed the flaws of a supposed communism or socialism it followed it communism any solutions no it was just a commentary on the fall of communism or it wasn't really the fall of it it was the imagined fall i don't know how <clears> it, <throat> it did end up falling but um it was what he knew would fall because it was where communism was going communism started out as this lofty ideal and then it just kept it getting changed and soon it was not about the workers or the labor force anymore controlling their own destiny but it just it just switched who was in charge of who you know at one point it was a it was a good idea and then it was like that sucks i don't think it was hack i liked it well even his one good book 1984 it has questionable parts. Firstly, the party is called English Socialism, and they are very totalitarian in nature, or a dictatorship. It's a very fascistic dictatorship, not really. And does that hurt the little socialist idealist inside of you? Yeah, I, I'm a communist. Oh, God. Anarcho-communist. All right. I don't know what that is. I guess I got more studying to do. But there's so many versions of socialism. Communism doesn't necessarily come up to the top as one that I would prefer. Why not? Uh, I don't know. 
because because of where we've been at and what we see the communist regimes in this country or in this world doing. I'm not well, thinking that really had true communism. Basically, there you go. Claimed to be communist still has social hierarchies and it still has currency. Uh, communism calls for the dissolving of those two things. Aren't we supposed to be helping relationships? Listen, right. your expectations of what you should get from your government are what's driving you to be so displeased with it. You should just recognize that you should be happy to be able to have a street to cross, you know? Uh, yeah, I don't think you should accept either. But in the in the context of relationships, you need to understand that your expectations are probably going to lead you astray. If you imagine that your wife is going to stay uh, young, like the day you met her forever, well, you're going to be disappointed. If you imagine that your wife isn't going to change, that's something I've kind of had to deal with. Women, women's opinions and their attitudes and their actions can change. It's their damn prerogative, just like the uh, Bobby Brown song. And at times I've been disappointed uh, or I've briefly been disappointed because the the nature of a woman can sometimes be so hard to understand for somebody that wants to operate with logic as a man often does. However, I like women. And so that's like, the th I would not necessarily be happier if it were anything sweet. You know what I mean? I don't want a girl that acts like a dude and I don't want a dude that acts like a girl, you know, I like a girl. And so when she changes, I better be ready to you know move with it so what i'm saying is expectations in the uh, can really gut you up because then you imagine that there was part of a contract that isn't being filled but if that expectation wasn't in the contract then you can't expect it to be fulfilled that makes sense yes it's like quiet quitting you don't do more than you agree to do uh well yeah yeah i mean no i think it's more about um not quiet quitting i think it's more about vocal vocalizing expectations so that there isn't disappointment because when you vocalize an expectation prior to it then when it is not being performed or, or you're not meeting expectations then you have the ability to say hey this is not up to expectations now when you also vocalize expectations prior to them being a problem then the other party has a chance to say well i don't see that as a valid expectation and i think that you might be disappointed and it's good to get that stuff out ahead of time because you can end up judging the other person or something and when you judge them then they're going to feel like fuck you right like oh you don't you don't think i'm doing right by it because oh what your mother your mother always had food on the table at six o'clock and so on the days that I skip it, like, oh, hell, well, that ain't our that ain't our contract. You know, our contract is not your parents contract. Yeah. You're just like uh, people today get mad at the expectations of society on their genders and their norms. Um, you can be pissed off about people's expectations of their relationships being like their parents. And oftentimes you see that where somebody has an expectation of of their mate to be somewhat of their parents but not just their parents the ideal of their parents like the uh 
the best version. Like often their parents have ended up divorced. <laughs> like my mom had the dinner on the table every night at six o'clock for my husband when he got home for her husband when she got my dad when he got home from week, she always had food on the table. That was and he took the garbage out. I take the garbage out. Where's my fucking dinner, lady? It's like, well, yeah. And somehow they broke up after you left for college. Like, isn't that strange? Like you want to model your expectations of a relationship off of a failed yeah, uh, that that's weird. Don't, Could, don't it seems try to be your parents' relationship. Even if your parents' relationship was really good, don't try to be them. No. Don't. Instead, have your uh, your relationship be a good relationship. Aim for that. If that is your expectation, to have both of your needs met in the way that only a relationship can, then there you go. You're going to get it. And if your other expectation is tax write-offs or whatever, I think there's some kind of credits or something you get. So that, that one can be an expectation. I'd say, you know what, tax write-offs, that's a fair enough reason to get married, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, or health insurance. <clears throat> yeah. I think in some cases they can, they can sue you, though, if they don't think that your marriage was out of love and instead out of convenience. However, I say any two people should be kind of allowed to do that. If it helps them get forward and they agree to a partnership, then they also agree to the legal confines of that and they can sue each other for split. Actually, there's, you know what I mean? Like, they, they, whatever, who cares? It's a judgment. Let them two people do it. Two guys, two girls, guy, girl, uh, across the country, whatever. If they have an expectation, they meet that. I don't know. I guess there's the immigration one that gets people pissed. And when they marry, marry, um, you know, like, Donald Trump did for his grandparents so they could become citizens. That's a tongue in cheek. I'm just kidding. Um, but you know, when they get their, what they call an anchor baby, uh, that sometimes pisses people off. I don't know. I don't think it bothers me so much. I think America's a cool place. I get it. I know why you might want to come here at the same time. I think America's a fucked up place. So yeah. <laughs> be prepared for what you came. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the experiment. <laughs> Hope you like it. You didn't want to go further north, huh? You like the weather down here. Yeah. Amer- America really is just a big prank. We're just you think, like what do you mean? Because of the anger towards the, the king's rule, we decided this experiment over here. Yes. Yeah. Thumb our nose at him. It's working out okay. I mean, in the idea that every year, despite so many forces working against each other, we do end up with a more perfect union. Like people say, no, let me show you examples of how many failings there are. And they will show me a myriad of examples. And I will try to say, I will say those examples that we know them now they form our design towards the future. We know that these examples where you show this are wrong. And there are elements and people like yourself yelling that, excoriating that very loudly. And they will, they will be seen, you know, and society or the government, however, we, we, the people working together, we will make decisions that will be based off of those understandings. And so they should be better. We'll see. 
And even if they're not now, we will find that those decisions we made on those same things will be wrong. And we will be like, oh, that was dumb. And we will study them and we'll come a little bit closer. Obama once said that every generation gets more progressive. What are you just ruining it now? You're just going <laughs> to throw some some politicized words around like that. You can't say Obama. You got to look yeah, around. You got to do the look around. You do the Obamas. You do the Trumps. There's going to be some. I'm kidding. <clears throat> um, but we are far off topic. now, Right. What are we talking about? Relationship expectations. I'm telling you to bring your expectations down and build them as the relationship goes. That's how you build your expectations. And when you don't feel a need being met, if you don't feel appreciated, then you vocalize it. And oftentimes, when you don't feel uh, your needs being met, you might also want to look around. Go over the past few weeks. How have you not met the needs of the other? Because these things are very time, often symbiotic. <clears throat> um, you you will start feeling uh, unappreciated after you have unappreciated your spouse. I mean, we see it all the time in tattooing in some kind of cases uh, when, when they're trying to get the names tattooed on them and stuff. If somebody starts uh, feeling never, weak. What? Never get your, your partner's name tattooed on you. It's a bad no. Well, you know what? Never do it for this reason. When you walk into the tattoo studio and you come across some genius like myself who really understands the brain and you say, I want to get this tattoo of my significant under, of, um, other's name, I immediately know there's trouble. There is trouble in your relationship right now, right now, today. And you know what else I know? After tonight, there'll be more. It will be brewing like a storm with that name emblazoned upon you because that name is actually a test. Something isn't feeling right. And so somebody goes and stakes a claim. He won't put a ring on it. So I'll go and fuck up this arm. I'll screw up my hip area or whatever. I'll put his name down here. Fuck. It's like get a cactus first with death note your your relationship <laughs> ending in 45 minutes <laughs> well I, I usually give it about 60 days and it usually takes a little under um sometimes it takes longer i've seen it go i did eight tattoos of this of this uh girl's name on her significant other and uh and i told them every single time that they were tempting fate for two and a half years they laughed at me for two and a half years and then she came to me to start the many, many cover-ups. Yeah. Her girlfriend had been cheating on her for a long time. She had just found out. I uh, actually tattooed a guy's wife's name, and they had a very uh, back-and-forth relationship, and I tattooed huge right across his chest. His wife was there. This was like the one to stop them from cheating. You know, like the many times they both went back and forth in the relationship between other lovers. This was the last one. Everybody was going to know it. But, you know, when a whore sees a name on a guy's chest, it's more like a challenge. <laughs> you know, maybe a, a, a respectable woman sees it and they're like, well, I'll back off. But, yeah, not the whore. Think about what you're doing. You're actually making that guy a target. The whores are just like, I smell desperation. 
where's a weakened ego? Oh, there it is emblazoned with the name. Well, he found out a week later after she made him get his, her name so big on his chest. He found out that she had been cheating on him with his best friend for a year and a half. And she did it as she did it as spite. Holy shit. Fat outline wouldn't let me use red instead of black out of spite. But whatever, you know, it's pretty cold, pretty cold, but that's people. Um, So there's always something when you come into the shop, you know, for I guess it's just for for all matters. Like sometimes you want some words written on you. If a girl has your beautiful written backwards so she can read it in a mirror. Oh, my God. You are so weak in your self-esteem. You are going to get used by people who recognize this. They'll know. It's obvious. They'll tell you you're beautiful. Isn't if you see somebody with your beautiful and you want to completely fuck up their life, I'm not suggesting this. Don't be a douchebag. I but am too. <laughs> you just tell them they're beautiful and start a relationship with them based around beauty. You can control them with ideas and thoughts about beauty. We see terrible human beings do it all the time. They're like, that's ugly. You know what I mean? Just making the girl feel as though her ego is then only built up through you then you will be able to control her and it's terrible in such. So don't broadcast it to the world. <laughs> you know, like I suffer from low self-esteem. Don't, don't I'm tell anybody. And easily manipulated. That's what it says. And, and when you come in and you want the name on you, I know there's problems in your relation. One, a girl is like, she already bought the cactus. You guys already got a dog. You still ain't bought her the ring. She's going to go ahead and make this decision. Now it's your obligation to get a tattoo matching. Even though it was all her idea, she just showed up. Surprise, surprise. But the real thing is you've been cheating. On, I mean, I swear to God, so often happens. A week later, she finds out, oh, we've been cheating on me because they've come in to get it covered up. And you're like, yeah, I kind of figured that. You, you knew it. The girl knew it. She knew something wasn't right. That's why she kept testing the water. But now she made this huge mistake on her as a result. Um, I remember one guy actually got his girl's name tattooed on him so that she would come back to him. And it didn't work. That was hilarious. I mean, she, he had cheated on her. It's so funny that he thought that it even worked. It was so hilarious, too, because he's like, yeah, and the dumb bitch still didn't come back. And you're like, yeah, really? That dumb bitch. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> can't believe that he was a catch too let me tell you <laughs> that guy um moving on now we're just beating people up we were helping relationships but now we've officially stayed too long said too much you got anything to add brother uh if you want to know how to make sure that your significant other is always happy with the relationship mm-hmm. watch the adams family and take notes does that mean kiss her arm constantly? No, like I, I saw a a uh, a relationship counselor uh, watch the Adams family. He's like, yeah, that's that's how you make sure that your marriage doesn't stay old. You that you basically worship. The two are obsessed about each other. Yeah, that 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 would make sense. And um, there's another thing about that. I I think. Uh, yeah. 
Cause he, I mean, he's always doubting on her. He's always, you know, he cares for her very much. She cares about him. They're the most important thing in each other's life. And they want to help each other achieve their goals. Yeah. And they always, they're trying new things in the bedroom. Yeah, they are. I was doing some weird kind of uh, role play S and M fantasy type stuff, ain't they? Now, which did he watch the old sitcom though? I don't uh, know if they alluded to that so often. The two '80s movies. Oh, okay, Tim Burton. Yeah, I think the first one was Tim Burton. Okay, yeah, I can't disagree. I think that makes a certain amount of sense. Um, it, it occurred to me something else. Uh, and then I forgot it just as quickly, but it was extremely important. <laughs> well, it was uh, so it was like, See if we it was of utmost importance to a relationship. Well, there was expectations, right? There was appreciation. Communication. Communication. I think it might have just been that goals. I mean, yes, communication, that goes over with expectation. All, all things have to be communicated. And that, it means that you can't have lies because lies destroy communication. So even small lies make you communicate in a guarded way. You know, you wouldn't want to reveal your lie. And now you can't be true or 100% with your significant other. And you're probably going to have a hard time at some point. I don't know. No, there's something else. There's something that's so, so very important <laughs> to, to relationships. Well, we're adding to them. Out, put it on your Twitter later. Ooh, good idea. Because I love that Twitter. <laughs> um, all right. Yep. Well, we've definitely stayed too long. Uh, I hope we can edit out every bit that I was saying. Hey, uh, I don't know about this part because that makes me uh, really stupid for trying to tell you how to get back with your ex or how to make your relationship better. And I don't remember the most important parts of how to do that. Hey, mom, do me a favor. Leave in every part where he sounds stupid. <laughs> don't, don't, no, no. We're building a brand here, David. Do we have anything to tell him about um, a merchandise store? Oh, right. We were considering, we're not sure about it yet, but we might uh, start making t-shirts and hoodies and pants with uh, little uh, designs, old tattoos he did, uh, uh, or some original stuff for it, or maybe I, just like the logo to the podcast. I'm not sure. I really want to start making sleeves, too, for burn victims and things. Uh, yeah, we could. You know, you could, see uh, those sleeves? Yeah. Those uh, the sleeves that you wear, it looks like you have tattoos, but not quite. It looks fake, but real at the same time. Yes. That's what I want to do. And I want to make uh, yoga pants for the same kind of purpose, because they allow me to do designs that I believe move with the body in a unique fashion <clears throat> and accentuate the body. However, I don't need to hurt somebody for hours on end to come up with these designs. Hmm. Anything else? What about smashing like buttons and things like that? You kind of hit that at the beginning, didn't you? What about our new coffee spot, um, sponsor? I thought you said we didn't have one. 
Yeah, we don't. We could make one up. No, we're do, still doing Milton Milton's frozen ketchup chips. Oh yes, Milton Milton's coffee. Milton's coffee. Milton's Milton's what what was it? Red eraser. I don't know. My friend this weekend had one of those chips. Have you seen that one single chip that challenge? Oh fuck yeah, the one chip challenge. That I feel like I died during that. I have to build myself up to that. Yeah, my friend had it, and he was given free. He does massages. He was given free massages if somebody ate it, and like his buddy ate it so he could get a massage. And he's like, "Man, I felt sorry for that dude. It's like he didn't even get the massage, like, because he ate one before, and I guess it it put him down for two days." <clears throat> Holy shit! Yeah, I think I think there was a lot of that. Well, you gotta <laughs> try it sometime. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I would. I mean. I might try like a portion. No, if, but if then you, like, old chip and then do a podcast with the pain, that'd be comedy gold. Oh fuck, you might be right. Yeah. If it is, then you put it in the comments. If anybody listens this long to this much stupidity, then they'll definitely think it's no. Don't even put it in the comments. Don't mention it. As a matter of fact, edit this out. All this is not needed. No one needs to have. Hey, nope. if you want this is Kyle Dunbar and uh, also the guest that he'll be working with during the episode to do the one chip challenge, uh, put it in the comments. How that's yeah. How about you get on the show? You got to do the one chip challenge. Oh yeah. I got a lot of people that want to be on right now. And then maybe that's, and I, I might have to actually start sifting through some of these people. So what if I'd be like, here's the thing. How bad, how bad do you want it? Right. You really want it? Gonna ask you, you to want the really hot chip. Gonna it's just a chip. chip. They're like Lay's. <laughs> Can't believe it's they just, just made one. It's just a spicy. It's like a, it's a sweet chili Dorito. You know. Maybe I make for you a, uh, a spicier chip. Very. Extra spicy. It's a spicy meatball. Who's that? Who's that? Uh, no. Yeah, oh, neither. that's right. us. Spicy meatball. No, it's a spicy meatball. What's that? That was in the mask, I believe. Okay, right on. Um, maybe it was referencing something though. This whole time, I thought maybe it would help me remember. You know, what? What? Uh, this thing is off its rails now. Yeah, this me... this thing is a train with no track. This we is a sh- a ship going up Fifth Avenue. This is uh, a fucking uh, an airplane swimming through the sea. Airplane swimming through it. Uh, yeah, a submarine <clears throat> being dropped out of a helicopter. This is submarine a turd in a beautiful, pristine hallway. <laughs> this is this is turd in the punch bowl. You heard that one before? Maybe. What's Parrot that sound like? Punch bowl, no, no, the turd, turd in the punch bowl. Oh no, I then no, I've never heard that. Yeah, that's terrible. Can you imagine? Terrible. 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 It's turdable. Terrible. All right, stay too long. Said too much. You really don't have anything to add, brother. Like you I got something got always. Nothing. I didn't prepare anything for this. Oh, all right, I love it. We love you, brother. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. I keep calling you brother. I love you, son. Maybe I should just call you son.
We'll yeah, give I'm it a not try. comfortable with that. <laughs> Is it too embarrassing? Yeah, I'm I'm not cool with that. That's not happening. Okay, son. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. All right, over and up. Uh, I've stayed too long. I've said too much. I'm trying to leave. <laughs>